The Ewan Grant Podcast, the Limestone Coast Triple M. G'day, it's Ewan. Welcome to the Ewan Grant Podcast and welcome to everyone joining me on the Listener app. Today, I have got some fantastic news about the Fringe for 2022. Tally Teekle is going to join me for a chat. During the week, Council has been talking about the Valley Lakes Precinct that is closed at the moment to undergo a damage assessment and people have been ignoring the warning signs. The man Lynette Martin is going to talk to us about that and much more. And during the week, if you've been listening to the radio, I have been talking all about the Wood Duck Awards and I have got a bloke who's going to tell you a very funny story. And back in the day, he would have won a Wood Duck himself. It's all coming up on the podcast this morning. Let's get things underway. Let's talk wood duck. A bloke is waiting patiently on the line who is usually talking politics. I have got the member for Mount Gambier, Troy Bell, on the line. Troy, g'day. Good morning, Ewan. Good morning, listeners. How are you? Mate, I'm good. Wood duck award. You'd remember it? I very much remember. In fact, uh, one of my funniest uh, memories was one of my uncles was... uh, uh, sitting out the uh, the front of um, Ferris Street uh, Medical Clinic, and uh, the traffic wasn't moving, and uh, um, he was uh, trying to turn left at the the lights at uh, Faster Pastor there, <laughs> and uh, that's gone around our family for uh, for many many years uh, because he was actually parked in the uh, the, the waiting bay and the, the cars in front had nobody in them, and uh, he was waiting there for quite a while to turn left and uh, didn't quite get around. <laughs> That is sensational. So, yes, remember him well, and a uh, very good part of uh, growing up in the Limestone Coast, I thought, was the, the Wood Duck Awards. Well, mate, you would have been very young when the Wood Duck Awards were uh, were happening. Did you ever get nominated for one? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't probably that young, you and. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, no, I never got uh, nominated at that stage, but uh, uh, like everyone else, throughout the journey, um, you know, you could probably nominate yourself for a few, but. Uh, um, no, it wasn't nominated back in the day. Mate, I could nominate for myself for one every day, and that's just on radio. <laughs> exactly. I think <laughs> I'd be about the same. Mate, so. other, than, other than your uncle who got done for a Wood Duck Award, any other Wood Ducks stand out for you? Oh, there's, there's probably a fair few, but uh, because of the family connection, that's the one that, that stands out in my mind. But they were a, a very regular part of... Uh, Growing up in the Limestone Coast, and uh, then you'd go to football training uh, that night, and people would be talking about uh, who the, the Wood Duck of uh, uh, of the week was. So, uh, yeah, certainly fond memories, that's for sure. Troy, it's been wonderful to walk down memory lane with you. I am over the moon that you have an uncle that got a Wood Duck Award. That's sensational. <laughs> well, a few people probably thought that I should get a Wood Duck Award. Uh, uh, 18 years ago, we only had our, our daughters now 18 and a half. So yeah. 18 years ago, we uh, uh, went on a family trip to Fiji and um, we left Mount Gambia uh, and the flight was at uh, one in the morning to get to Fiji. And, Jesus, yep. Um, we left Mount Gambia and uh, travelled over to Melbourne to, to fly out to a very young child uh, in our arms and rocked up at the airport and handed over our passports at about half past 12 at night um, and the, the lady behind the counter looked at me and looked at my wife and handed my passport back and said, um, two of you will be going, but uh, you won't, sir. And I said, oh, why is that? She said, well, your passport's out of date. So uh, <laughs> trying to find accommodation uh, at one in the morning with a six-month-old baby in Melbourne, um, 
uh, it's fair to say that I wasn't flavour of the month uh, as we were driving back to uh, uh, Mount <laughs> the, the funniest part is I rang the travel agent the next day because we always book local and, and go through uh, local contacts. And I said, uh, um, do we have insurance for this? And the exact words from the travel agent was, uh, Troy, you can't insure for stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> When the boys at the uh, at South Gambia Footy Club found out about that, uh, they were giving me grief for months. In fact, uh, they uh, one of them, Heath Sims, nicknamed me Passport for, uh, for about six months. So, uh, why am I telling you this? And uh, twenty four thousand listeners uh, in South Gambia. I've got no idea, but uh, that's that's my wood duck uh, claim to fame. Uh, mate, you should. We should make an honorary wood duck award just for you. <laughs> Well, there you go. <laughs> that, that was uh, one of many uh, uh, famous stories. But, uh, yeah, if you've got any say, I, I, I'd suggest we, we start a petition and uh, we get the wood duck of, uh, uh, of the week back uh, for the uh, Limestone Coast. Troy, we'll see what happens next week. I've got a couple of people that I've got to catch up with. But, mate, fantastic to talk to you this morning. <laughs> Thank you, Ewan, and I don't know how you suck me into these things, but uh, you have a great day, mate. What a fantastic story. Troy Val, the member for Mount Gambier, talking wood ducks in his own embarrassing moments. Limestone Coasters, there is fantastic fringe news. We are weeks away from fringe. Tally Tickle joins me on the line. Tally, good day. Good day. You scare me when you say it like that, that we're only weeks away. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's true good. in a way. I know, it is true. It's going so fast, though, so it's, um, but it's all good. Hey, Tally, last year was an exceptional fringe, especially given where we were with COVID in the world. This year is yep. going to be bigger and better. What's going on? Yeah, well, look, you know, we, we heard the cry out last year that we didn't have, you know, the big street party kind of element. And unfortunately, we cannot go back to that model under the circumstances. But we have instead arranged um, an opening night event out at the showgrounds because, you know, that way we already know the showgrounds can handle large-scale events during COVID. You know, it's been tried and tested with the show. So it is, you know, we have a QR code check-in area. We can socially distance. There's a lot of space out there. So we are returning to having Fringe Land for the opening night of Fringe. And it'll be a free community event, family-friendly, lots of different things to do. And it'll be the same street party atmosphere, just not on the street. Now, you have somebody really special coming to Fringe in Mount Gambia for 2022. Yes, we do. Uh, Peter Coombe is going to come. He'll be um, a headlining act on the main stage. And uh, he's one of those people that kind of will appeal to generations worth of people. So funnily enough, he, uh, you know, uh, those that are old enough to remember him from our, our childhood love it. And uh, obviously the kids are going to love that one as well. Now, for people who want to know more about what is going on for Fringeland, uh, how can they do it? Uh, the best place to read all about it is uh, on our Facebook page, Fringe Mount Gambia, and our Instagram. So we have our social media channels, and uh, we're also in the process of updating the fringemountgambia.com.au website. So definitely keep an eye on those. I mean, you know, as the details get released, we'll be posting them up. So, you know, it is one of those tricky... We're working with SA Health, 
you know, we we're working with the, all the stallholders and providers. So it is one of those things. It'll be a, it'll be a progressing event um, as we get to that uh, March 25th opening. And Tally, are you blown away by the amount of people who are so excited that Peter Coombs is going to come back to the Limestone Coast? Yeah, well, you know, in, in my history, in um, when I ran events at Adelaide Uni, the students there wanted Peter Coombe, 2006 for the O-Ball, you know, on a, on a main stage with a line-up like Little Birdie and Faker. And I thought, are you serious? <laughs> and I have to tell you, it was the biggest crowd pleaser. You know, we won an award for that O-Ball and it was magic. So, you know, he does... He does pub tours for, you know, um, kind of young adults and stuff as well. So I think he's just, he's going to be marvellous. And, uh, you know, I'm always a bit surprised, but, um, you know, I, uh, I, I have seen it in history and I, I do understand the appeal. Tally, cannot wait for Fridge 2022. Thanks for joining us this morning. We'll catch up soon. Thanks, Ewan. From fringe to fires, it is time to catch up with the man, Lynette Martin. The council is urging everybody who is using the Valley Lakes at the moment to stop. Lynette's going to give us all the details. Lynette, good morning. Good morning, you and good morning, listeners. Lynette, first of all, big congratulations to you and council. Miss Christmas appeal kicked it oh. out of the park. Did we ever? And it's just amazing that we raised a record-breaking $51,231, um, which... Uh, Eclipsed last year's record of just over forty thousand dollars. So, I'm really overwhelmed and grateful, you know, for the generosity shown by our community, and and I really want to thank each and every individual group and business who um, chose to support the appeal. It's such an outstanding achievement, and and I'm so proud of our community, and it just demonstrates how generous our community is couldn't agree more and given that we are still living with COVID to have so many incredibly generous people in the Limestone Coast uh, give that much just amazing. Absolutely absolutely Ewan it's been challenging times but you know that generosity shows shines through. Mm. Now Lynette speaking of challenging times we had a fire at the Valley Lakes last week uh, 50 hectares of uh, forest and scrub were burnt. Uh, have council been able to do any preliminary work to find out, you know, whether there's a whole lot of damage and, and areas that we don't need to be in? Mm. That's been our focus this week, Ewan. Um, so a damage and risk assessment is taking place now. And when we have an idea of the recovery work that is required, mm. we'll have a phased reopening of the space and, and we'll keep the community informed as soon as we know more. Um, because um, on the advice of the MFS, the whole area of the Crater Lakes remains closed this week while we carry out this work. Um, and um, because we've got hot spots and still there's some burning trees and falling trees, mm. and they still pose a significant risk to the public. And so we need to assess the area and make sure it's safe before we can open it up for the public use again. And Lynette, unfortunately, we've had some people that have not heeded the warnings of council. Oh, look, we have, you, and, and it's so disappointing because, um, you know, council has erected bunting in the area. Uh, that's been cut by people who continue to access the site. We've got plenty of warning signs up there um, and they've been damaged. And, you know, really... I just want people to understand that this is there for their benefit, for the safety of the community. And, you know, I really would like to highlight the, uh, the danger that still exists for people in that uh, precinct. 
And so I really do, well, not urge, not encourage, but request almost people, just don't go there at the moment. Mm. Um, Look, I understand Saturday morning there were um, some people walking along the fire-affected area at the back of Cunha Garden Cemetery and a tree fell in front of them. And, um, you know, they sort of just stepped over it and continued on their way, I believe. So, you know, we... We don't want people um, being um, injured. And we were so fortunate to escape the fire with no loss of life or property. So we don't want people to be injured at this point in time. No, absolutely not. Hey, Lynette, we'll catch up next week. We'll talk a little bit more about what's going on uh, in the risk assessment and and recovery of the the lakes area Mm. and hopefully about uh, uh, a slow opening up of the the Valley Lakes so that people can start to uh, enjoy this this jewel in the crown of the limestone coast. Oh, absolutely, Ewan, um, because whilst, um, you know, the, the Valley Lakes and Morris Park and that weren't um, damaged, they're interconnected to the parts that are, and that's why everything has to remain closed just at the moment. But mm. bit by bit, we'll be able to open it up again and we'll keep everyone informed. Can't wait to chat more, Lynette. You have a mm. wonderful day. Thanks, Ewan. On 963 M 16 after 7, back in a moment talking more that's it for today's podcast i'll be back on tuesday for everything limestone coast don't forget to catch up with everything happening across the limestone coast make sure you look out for the mant gambia local guide on listener you can catch up with me live on the radio 6 a.m weekday mornings on the limestone coast 963 triple m